He would have been sitting on the bench, so his experience wouldn't have gone up and he wouldn't have got anywhere. So, so you And our second-choice say... goalkeeper this season would have been Danny Ward. Welcome to this, the FBC, or as we like to call it, the Foxes Blundercast, where we make blunders great again. Yes, this show will be full of blunders, mispronunciations, you name it, people's names we get wrong. Even people like Joe Smith, we will get their names wrong, because this is a blundercast. And it wouldn't be a blundercast without my wonderful co-host, the man who lost to a uh, vending machine, tried to beat it in a game of thinking. Yes, Mr. Dean, he is with me yet again. How are you, sir? Hello, I'm good. How are you? Uh, Yeah, I'm okay. I'm feeling better. Um, I've had a chest infection now for five weeks on my antibiotics, which I actually need to take after this show. Otherwise, I'm going to be very... Oh, God, I'm going to be very late with them. I have no idea what's going to happen with that. Yeah, it's been kicking your backside, hasn't it, this chest infection? It has been kicking my bloody backside really badly. Anyway, so tell the ladies and gentlemen what we've got on this wonderful show, if you can remember. I can't remember. (laughs) Just make it up. It's a blunder We literally just spoke about it before we came on air in the green room. We spoke about it. So but I, I don't keep is, things that people say in my head for very long. Right, we've got two questions. One, we've got a question about Leicester City Football Club. We've got a question about KDH. Then we've got the two games, Leeds and Bournemouth. And then we're going to give our predictions on the wonderful kind of games that are coming up, which is QPR. And can you remember the other one? Come on, come on. Sunderland. Come on. Well done. You remembered that. And then... We've got a wonderful world of football question, which is now called, actually, I've made a blunder there already. It's now called, what would you do if? There's a wonderful question, yeah. What would you do if? It's going to be an Enzo question. I'm pretty sure of that, but we'll sort that out later on. Remember, you are listening to the Foxes Blunder Cafe. If you want to get involved, it is very, very simple. We put all of our links conveniently in the uh, description below. So you can go down there, find us on Twitter or X now, Facebook or TikTok. TikTok's doing really well at the moment. You can find us on there. It'll be a fantastic, funny uh, clips and stuff that we do on there. And you can also have your say about different games and our predictions that we put up on there as well. So... Find it down there, follow us, support us. If you're listening to this on any sort of podcasting channel or if you've just found us on the uh, on the internet, please like, subscribe and tell your friends and then give us some feedback and just tell us, guys, shut up all the talking and just get on with the games. That'll be fine. I'm happy with that. But just talk to us. That's all you've got to do. We don't mind talking, do we? No, the mo- you might scare them off, but... What would I scare them off? <coughs> I don't know, you, your mad predictions on games and your mad views. Oh, oh, oh forgot to say, right? I'm a, I'm a tactical genius. I am the maestro of picking the prediction team. I'm telling you that now, right? I'm going to say that. I'll come to the reason why in a little bit. But I am. I never make any mistakes. Everything I put is done on purpose, okay? So we'll come to that later on. Right. Mr. Dean, we're going to ask you a question. But are you ready for this? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I'll try and I'll try and answer it. Okay, so I found this on Twitter. 
okay? It was on Come On Lester, Come On Lester, Ask. No, start again, it was just Come On... <coughs> yeah, see, blunders. It was on Come On Lester, who asked, be honest, are you concerned about how close the gap is from Leicester and to Leeds? Right now. Be honest, come oh. on. Is it a yes and no question, or...? Well, well, it's up to you. You can give a yes no question, <laughs> and then you can answer it with a with, with a statement if you like. I'm kind of in the middle. Um, it's it's still a good lead to have, and if we didn't win our early matches and don't go on a good run at the start of the season, we wouldn't be in this position now. I'm just concerned that we're losing to the top teams like Southampton, Leeds, Ipswich, Coventry. We we struggle against lost them the teams. Did you lose the Coventry? Yeah. I forgot yeah. you lost the commentary. I didn't put it down. What is wrong with me? The blunders are happening massively. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, commentary. Um, and then, yeah, it's, it's, it's concerning. But we've we've there's about what is it, a few games left, and I think we can we can just do it. We can we can turn the tide like we saw at Bournemouth. We've got that Leeds uh, loss out of the system because we beat Bournemouth. So um, let's have a look at let's have a look at the, the teams you've got left. QPR, Sunderland, Hull, Southampton's a big challenge. Okay, they're at home. You're at home. Bristol City, Norwich at home again a big challenge. Birmingham, Millwall maybe away there. Plymouth, West Brom again. You're at home, so you're very lucky there. Preston North End and then Blackburn Rovers. There's some tough challenges in there. I mean, if we have a look at it, you have got Southampton tough challenge. Norwich is going to be a tough challenge. I think probably looking at how Millwall will probably play against you, that'll be a tough chance, and West Brom, and maybe even Blackburn Rovers. So you've probably got about three or four challenges in that in that running, okay? And I'm not sure how Leeds' running is, but I believe theirs is probably going to be a little bit easier than yours, if, if I'm correct. I believe they do play Southampton. They've still got Southampton to play, but so have we. So, But one of them is going to drop points. Um, either way, so <laughs> so if I had to put it in percentage, you know, how concerned are you, right, with the with the gap closing between you and Leeds right now? I'm thirty five percent concerned. Well, that's not too bad then. That's not too. No. Bad. You're not really that concerned. You see, for me, I'm very different. I am concerned for you. I'm concerned for Leicester, and the reason why is because Leeds are loving the chase right now. They are loving this, trying to bring you back in. And they've got your number right now. They have your number. Now, depending on what happens tonight against Chelsea, because this is being recorded on the Wednesday, and obviously this goes out on the Friday, so we're just talking about this. Whatever happens tonight at Chelsea, if they lose, then they're going to be fully on the league. That's what they're going to do. They're going to fully concentrate on that league, which is what I think Daniel needs to do with Leeds right now. He's concentrating on that league. Don't think about anything else. Just get that league. And I feel with Leicester still in the EFA Cup coming up with the quarterfinals, which is either against Leeds or or Chelsea, which will be a very interesting uh, quarterfinal either way. I'm hoping that, you know, Enzo doesn't take his eye off the league, right? Because of obviously you've got these many points. And I think the pressure might be swaying on Enzo at the moment. Because if, you know, we're going to probably talk about this more in, 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 in the football chat, but... His substitutions haven't been the greatest. And this is the talk of many of the Leicester City fans out there, that he he doesn't make the right substitutions. I mean, when he played against Middlesbrough, we've talked about this. Tom Cannon came on and he put him over in the far side. There was no way he was ever going to do anything 
better than what Madavidi could have done. You know, even though Madavidi was having a bad time of it at the moment, he was still better than a Tom Cannon over that side. Cannon moved offside, moved at the wrong time, just didn't, you know, didn't see the through balls, wasn't as fast, didn't have the skill. And for me, that, that I, I didn't understand that whole, you know, kind of like, why are you trying this in a really important game? If you were 5-0 up, yeah, go for it. If you were, you know, maybe 3-0 up, go for it. But not in a game where you needed to get some goals and go through. And then bringing on uh, Eunice on the other side and then sort of realising that wasn't working and bringing on McAteer. I just didn't see his substitutions were fantastic. It didn't work out. And I think he is very weak in that area. And I think right now the pressure is going to be weighing on him. So again, when you're probably going to be behind some of these teams, as Sunderland who's an away game on a Tuesday, you know, you are going to be struggling there and you're going to need that tactical substitutions that are going to need to help. So this could be that, that moment where you're going to see it slip. And this is the slippy time, as this is what, you know, fantastic manager in the world, best manager in the world, Alex Ferguson said, this is squidgy bum time, right? You've got all these games left. It is squidgy bum time. And I just feel right now he needs to look at his substitutions and get them right. And if he doesn't, Leeds will drag you back in. They will drag you back in. So I think... Yeah, his substitutions do concern me a bit and his, his tactical things and sometimes leaving it a bit too late before changing things. Although his, his substitutions were very good against Bournemouth. But, yeah, it's it's the, the thing is, it's in our own hands and I'd rather have that than not in our own hands at the moment. Yeah, you'd always rather have the points in the bag rather than having to catch up. No, I, I, I truly 100% get that. But sometimes the person who's got it in the bag can sometimes bottle it. And right now, are you bottling it? I mean, the good thing that somebody, you know, mentioned yesterday was that Leicester haven't lost three in a row in such a long time. Definitely not this season. They've lost two and stuff. And for me, that is, the, you know, you, you, you kind of, you kind of like got that you know, momentum. But if Enzo's bottling it, that could go slip out of the way. And I think that's the problem with his substitutions. It, it, he's not got that fine touch yet, which will come and bite him in the bottom when he's in the Premier League. But we'll get to that later on anyway. So you're not concerned. I am concerned. And we shall see what, how that goes and plays on during the season. Second question before we quickly go to a break. I heard this again on TalkSport. And one of the uh, commentators was saying that he believes that KDH is ready for an England call-up or he's one step away from an England call-up. What are your thoughts? I think he's, he'll be ready. Um, really? I, I don't think he'll get one because of who the manager is. But okay. I, I do think he, he would be ready to, to be called up if if he was to, to be called up. I think he's that old-fashioned, nitty-gritty player in the centre who has a fire about him, and I think he can do it. He'll do any team a favour. Um, ready for the international stage, which is a big, a big step up from the championship. I think he's ready because he did well in the Premiership when we were there. No, he um, didn't do well in the Premiership. He did. No, he didn't. He even comes out and openly admits he did not do well in the Premiership. He bottled the premiership when he was given the full opportunity when he became one of the big first team players he bottled it like Harvey Barnes bottled it 
but there was eleven other players that bottled it. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not yeah, arguing. So that. in a bad team. I'm not arguing that. What I'm arguing is what you've just said is that he did well in the Premier League. No, he didn't. No Leicester City player did well in that Premier League. And that's a, that's a fact. You, 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 the whole team pretty much let you down. The management let you down. The, the, you know, the, the chairman, the board, they all let the, the fans down. These fans who are hardworking, loving fans who are probably some of the best fans I've seen. And that, that's my opinion. There may be others out there, but I may have not seen them. But what I've seen from the Leicester fans, they are amazing. Okay. Right. But in the Premier League, the Leicester players, the management and the chairman, all that let you down. They let you down massively. Okay. So how you can stand there and sit down and go, we played well in the Premier League. No, we didn't. No, he did not. He's only playing well now in the championship. Okay. I, I don't, I mean, again, this is, this is all opinions and people out there might be going, shut up, Matt. You don't know what you're talking about. And that's absolutely fine. But I, I don't think he's ready for an England call-up. Nowhere near. He needs to get back in the Premiership and show what he can do. Because I think he's a great player. I like what he does. And I, I couldn't agree with you more on that. He's the old-style, nitty-gritty. And he's got some pace. He's got some, you know. But he needs to do that week in, week out in the Premier League. If he gets into the England squad, he'll be lost. And I don't think he is. I don't think he's anywhere near the England squad. And again, agree with you. Not purely because of his talent, but purely because of who the manager is. But if he, even if there was a different England manager, I still don't believe they would pick him just because he's not ready yet. He's probably about, I'd say, a good season in the Premier League away. Well, I believe he's, though, he's... Yeah. Go on, sorry. Even I was though... Gonna say, even, though <laughs> even though I'd pick him over Jordan Henderson and Calvin Phillips any day of the week. Just want to put he's in there. there. <laughs> yeah. No, I think he's he's ready, and he, I think he will prove it in the in the Premier League if has to go up, and and that's turned into an if, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> I was just about to say there was never an if, but now um, there is. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, but but like you said, we'll we'll see we'll see how he does. Um, but I like I like the style of player he is, and I think that can do an England favour because I don't think we've really got one. It's all about class if you can do these silky skills and all this lot and yeah bring bring back the old-fashioned way um like he is he's definitely suited to the championship i definitely see that um i will need to be a judge on you know is he going to be great in the premier league i mean it just shows that not a lot of teams out there came in for him during the general transfer window maybe that's because of many other reasons but i just i think if he was that good they may have come in for him more, but I just think right now they're, they're, you know, I don't think he's ready for anything at the moment. I think he, you know, he needs to sign a new contract with Leicester. He needs to stay with him while he's in the Premier League, give it a season, see how well he does, see what he can give off and see where he goes from there. Be the best player in the Premier League for Leicester next season. And if Leicester go back down, at least then he can hold his head up high. That's what Definitely. Anyway, if you don't, if you want to answer those questions, find us on Twitter or TikTok. I will be putting them out on those two, and also our Facebook. And you can find the links conveniently placed down in the description below. Anyway, we're going to take a very short break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about the Bournemouth and the Leeds games. Stay tuned to the Foxy's Blumcast. Morning, Albert. How are you, Roger? I am a bit tired today, bit tired today. Well, is that no sleep then? No, I've uh, been burning the candle at both ends, as they say. Uh, what do you mean then? 
Well, you know, well, just doing lots of things and burning that candle at both ends. We can't burn candle at both ends, can you? Because, well, it needs somewhere to stand, and if you're burning at both ends, and well, where will the wax go? No, no. Oh, forget it. Forget it. Welcome back to the Foxy's Blundercast. You're listening to the one and only Mega Fat, a.k.a. me, Matt, and the... Well, him. It's me, the one. Dean. That's, yeah, him, him. <laughs> oh, God. The one who said that Alex Smithies was the key to the success of you staying in the Premier League. Not this again. Yes. I said <laughs> we, we, we signed him for a reason, and that was a valid reason. And now look and, at where Stilarchic is. And look where Leicester City are. I didn't say he was going to keep it's, us in the Premier League. I didn't even say he was going to play. But you sign another player to be third choice, rather, and he wasn't used, was he? So that proves that third choice wasn't used. But Stolarcic did go out and have first-team football, or he wouldn't have been used. He would have been sitting on the bench, so his experience wouldn't have gone up and he wouldn't have got anywhere. So, so you and our second say... choice goalkeeper this season would have been Danny Ward. <laughs> so here's a question. Here's a question. Would you have? So you are saying now, as a Leicester City fan, you are now happy that you went down because your second choice goalkeeper is better. No, but it's irrelevant, isn't no, 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 it? No, no, Stolarcic no, no. wouldn't have played. Smithers didn't play. Uh, but say, it, it got well, Stolarcic out on loan so he could have a season of football, yes, first team football, he... to grow because he's still young. <laughs> but because he went out, you were got relegated. No. Because a goalkeeper goes on loan, you, you get relegated. Because you you could have brought somebody else in on an outfield play and just kept Solarchik there. But no, you wanted him to go out because he gets those valuable lessons. Well, well, Newcastle mm, ain't going to get relegated other because Pope's injured. Mm, 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 I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly, because they've got a decent outfield set. You needed a central defender more than a third choice freaking goalkeeper. But he was on a free. Yeah, but you could have gone and got a free centre-back. We've had this conversation. We've had we could have got both. Could have got both. Could have done, but they didn't. They should have, could have, would have. Anyway... Oh, guess what? On the 23rd of Feb happened. <laughs> <laughs> what? What was that quote? Guess what? On the 23rd of Feb happened. <laughs> guess what <laughs> happened on the 23rd of February? That's correct. Um, I don't know. What, what, what did happen? 23rd. Let me check my diary. <laughs> you shaved your balls. <laughs> um... <laughs> that was last week. That was last week. Um, uh, Leicester, believe, trap, go on. I believe we went to Allen Road. Well, we, yes, we yes. All you were supposed to say in this section is, oh, I don't know what happened. And then I go into it. You're not supposed to bloody check. Right? I'm an experienced, you know. Oh, right, should we start that again? You know what I mean? Just pretend uh, people out there listening. Just listen to it. Right, ready? <gasps> Dean. So what happened on the 23rd of February? I don't know. What happened? <gasps> Leicester travelled up to Ellen Road for an 8 o'clock kickoff and played in front of 36,954 people. So, Dean, what happened? <laughs> uh, Leicester, Leicester lost. What was, um, that? what was that? The squeak. Um, <laughs> that was me back. 
Um, yeah, Leicester City um, lost. Was it three one? Um, three to, to Leeds. Yeah, one. It's Road. Three one. Do you want? Right, here we go. So, so I put out obviously a Twitter poll every time in gaming. I was going to put a Twitter poll out. Twenty eight point six percent people said easy win for Leicester. Zero percent said hard fought win for Leicester. Twenty three point eight percent said draw. But forty seven point six said a loss. Interesting. Right? They said easy win. Yeah, twenty eight point six percent said easy win, and forty seven, which won it, said that Leeds were going to win. Even if we won, it wasn't. It was never going to be easy. This game. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. If it was going to be a win, you, it's never going to be an easy. But nobody put a hard fought win. Zero percent put a hard fought win. I, I, I think that is truly unbelievable. <coughs> that no lesser city fans thought you were going to, you know, have a hard fought win. They're either going to easy win it easy, or they were going to beat you, which they did. You, I said it was going to be a one 0 win to uh, Leeds, and you said it was going to be a one one draw. Yeah. I was correct in the points there because it was three one. It was uh, full time was three one. Leicester were leading one 0 at half time from a fades goal in the fifteenth minute when Robertson scored in the eightieth, Gray scored in the eighty third. And then Bamford on 94 minutes. 60% of possession for Leeds, 40% for Leicester. Second time that's happened. The last time that happened was when you lost to Coventry. Uh, you had um, 15 shots on target. Sorry, 16 shots on target with five. 16 shots with five on target and 15 shots by Leeds with only four on target, only missing one. <coughs> So, come on then. What 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 happened? How do what do you think? How do you feel? Well, it was great in the first half. Leicester were playing good football, and we were really giving Leeds the run around. Um, in the second half, it just all fell apart. When when Leeds scored, Leicester City did something you should never do at Ellen Road and let the hedge drop, and then lost it. We could have held on with 10 minutes to go, but no, lost it. The the crowd, Ellen Road, you should never let your head drop because the crowd will, will do the rest and, and you know, get on your back and, and just drive Leeds United on. And we just absolutely just imploded. We just looked like we didn't know how to play football anymore. I'm, I'm a bit shocked. You, 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 you kind of said that in the first half you played well, uh, played really well, and you. I, I think you played okay. You didn't play fantastic. You played okay. Um, you, you probably deserved the lead, but you weren't the Leicester of that I've seen against Middlesbrough. It was exactly the same. You, you, you were overrunning Middlesbrough, but you weren't the Leicester that was, that was there. And the bit that also shocked me was the starting eleven for Leicester. You know, against. Middlesbrough, you had Dakar who couldn't hit a barn door. You, if you'd made the goal as wide as the pitch at the end, he still would have missed it. But you decided to play him again. You had Hermanison in goal, Chowdhury, Fades, Vestergaard, Justin in the back, Ricardo and Winks just in front of the back. Then we had Medavidi, Jusby Hall, Fatu, and then up front, Dakar. And I just, there was a lot that was going on in the game. Now, we had a bit of a, de- a debate about an offside goal for, for Dakar. And I'm going to do this live on air. You were right. I was wrong. It was a goal. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't happen that often, does it? Really? <laughs> no. If you think about it, I never say that. But watching it again yeah. and again, 
the 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 referee got it wrong. If that was on VAR, it would have been a goal. Yeah. But, so but in, in way, saying that, how much I hate VAR, I'm happy that it was a human error rather than a VAR error. Yeah, I know VAR will probably give it. Yeah. It, it could have been a draw. It could have been two two. You know what I mean? It, it, I just think it just just didn't kind of. I don't know. It didn't sit right with me. But again, when I watched it the first time, I was like, yeah, referee's got it right. And then I watched it again and again, and I suddenly saw what everybody else was seeing. And I'm like, no, that is exactly wrong. And Dean was right. And I I, I was going to apologize to you, but I thought, no, I'll do it on, on air. It means <laughs> more it because this. I've actually told yeah. everybody now. So this is, this is fixed in there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but I just didn't get the team. I mean, for me, I've never been a fan of Chowdhury, especially in the right back. If I'm going to play him, I'm always going to play him in midfield. Um so for me, if I was ever going to change it, I would probably look at, you know, um, having a back three with Justin and, and Ricardo pushing forward with Winks and then having Jewsbury Hall and probably Pratt further forward with then Medavidi and, and, and Fatu right as up front with Dakar. I kind of would play it that way. And I'm just mm. not, I've just never been a Chowdhury fan. I think he's a good championship player, but just, I just don't feel that he's going to do so. Even though, um, we'll come to it in a minute that I have a different opinion from the next game. Um, yeah, yeah, well, the thing is, uh, I'm I'm not a fan of him in that position. He's he's a midfielder. He should never go in defence. And it's like it's like Daniel and Marty. No one really liked him because it, sometimes he was a bit of a liability in defence. But Leicester what? didn't buy him as a defender. Yes, and Marty was a defensive midfielder when we brought him, so he never played in the correct position. And that's why he got a load of stick. And I agree with that stick because he didn't play well in the position, (laughs) but he should have been played in his position and then judged then. Um, But but Chowdhury, midfielder, I don't like him in defence. And I think he he should be judged when when he plays in midfield. But I don't think he is going to play in midfield because he's not as good as a Winks, a Dennis Pratt. You know, uh, 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 Jewsbury Hall. I even think Ricardo is better than, than him there. I, and again, that's what I'm saying. If you had a, a right, right defensive midfielder, you would you, you would see that he wouldn't play. I just don't. I don't see him being. He'd be a great backup for say a Winks, probably in 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 a situation where you need to rest Winks. But I just I just didn't really understand the system. And then in the second half, when you you know you brought on McAteer and you brought on Cannon on seventy eight minutes, I don't think they did enough to change the game. It was fairly, it was way too late for that point at that time, um, because that was the moment everything started to change. I mean, we we were speaking, and on sixty four minutes when they brought Bamford on, you were like, you know, you know, come on, Leicester, and I was like, this is it. Watch it. They're turning the key. This is them turning that key and putting that pressure on you guys, and they're going to score. And you were like, no, they won't, no, they won't. And they did. And then I said, this is it. If he didn't do something, you know, to change it up after they scored, you know, in that in, in the 80th minute with Robert, if he hadn't, if he had changed it in another way, bringing somebody on, changing the formation, probably pushing Ricardo back, bringing on the Dennis Pratt and moving and getting rid of uh, uh, Chowdhury at the time, you may have kept it at 1-1, but he didn't. They came on. Fade scored a goal, even though it was, I'm going to say it was Gray's goal. I like Gray. I think he's a great player for, for them. I know his dad's a former Leeds United great. Oh, his granddad's a former Leeds United great. See, his dad or his granddad. Um, Is that Andy? Yeah. yeah. Not the Andy Gray, but there's another Andy Gray that used to play for him. But um, yeah, 
and then and then and then your heads went down, and I, I, and then Benford scored in ninety four minutes. You know what I mean? It's like it shows what it, how good they were and how much they were putting pressure on you because Roberts and obviously Fage with obviously great. There's nobody getting any assists on that one. Only James gets assist in the ninetieth minute, ninety sorry ninety fourth minute for the Bamford goal. It just shows that they were on you all the time. These players had the ball, you know, and they they just zigzagged their way through and just kind of took you on. And I just I just feel I just feel that you were robbed. And again, only two substitutions that come on and it didn't really change it. McAteer and Cannon. I, I, I mean, if you look at the, look at the substitutions you had on the, on there, you could have brought Nielsen on, you could have brought Doyle on, you could have brought Pratt on, you could have brought Atgun on. It could have changed the whole system, but he didn't. Definitely. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would have started Pratt, but while what you were saying against Middlesbrough, he was player of the match for, for Leicester. And I would have started him instead of Chowdhury, pushed, Pereira back, but hey, we we can't change what's gone now. No, you can't change what's gone on, and that's why we're here. We're the Blunder Boys, and we'll give you our Blunder opinion. Anyway, that is that one. Now we're going to jump over to what happened last night, the 27th of February, where Leicester travelled to the Vitality Stadium, and in front of just over 10,000 people, took on Bournemouth in the FA Cup in the 7.30 kickoff. So, Dean, what happened? Oh, Leicester City booked the place in the quarterfinals of the <laughs> FA Cup with a 1-0 win after extra time. And what a goal by for, for, for Taru oh, in extra time. Oh, it was cracking. Oh. I, pff, player, do you know something? I'm so happy that there is rumours saying that he's going to be staying. I'm so happy. Because for me, he smiles, he looks positive, he looks really happy to be on the ball, he looks really happy to be playing. You know, and you look at you know Medavidi on the other side, he doesn't look happy at all. He just doesn't seem like he wants to play football at, at the moment. But Fatu's just just loving his game and you know the way he wanted to you know you know not go to the African nations and, and stay at Leicester shows what his passion is all about. He is thanking Leicester for for giving him the time of his life and for him to sign a, a full time contract is great because they're learning from their mistakes of uh, Lokerman because I think when they had Lokerman before he was great you know I didn't like him but then he became somebody I thought was a great player and they should have signed him but they didn't and then the season afterwards they got relegated. And I think that that's a huge miss by Leicester. So it was definitely, and uh, yeah, for Taru, it looks like he's having fun playing. And the, the reports are saying that he he loves the club, and he really he really wants wants Leicester City to to be promoted. He wants to help in that. So if them reports are true, you know you, you've got to sign him up because he he'll accept he'll accept it, and you know. Many people are saying it, and I believe it as well, that he's ready for the Premier League. I'm, I'm going to have to say that I probably do agree. I probably do agree that I think he is ready for the Premier League. Um, but it'll be interesting to see with 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 Leicester. Um, it'll be very interesting to see what happens. So, we'll just go to the team um, for the uh, Bournemouth game. Starskit was in goal. I'm never going to get his name right, so I'm just going to call him Star. Uh, then we had Chowdhury again at right back. Cody, Vestergaard and Doyle. And then Dennis Reckie, who are former Grimsby Town player, I just want to put that in there, and at Gunny Midfield, uh, All Brighton, Cannon, and Marcel uh, were the uh, ones up front. They played a 4 3 3. And 
it shocked me really to 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 see a team of of this you know change. I think there was nine changes in there. I think it was just Vestergaard and Chowdhury kept their places. Everybody else was a complete change to the Leeds game. So it was quite interesting to see that happen. Um, but it was really nice to see, and the way they played. I mean, it. it, it it, it, I mean, to have 51% of the of the possession away in a Premier League stadium was really good. They had 568 passes, 22 shots, six on target, whereas Bournemouth had 27 shots with four on target, only 529 passes. You know, to to kind of be the first in all the uh, in all the stats shows that this team, which I thought wasn't really gonna uh, really play that well. I kind of, I thought it, it deserved it. And they played well in the first half. And the second half they came out and they, was very diff, they were very different. I mean, to look at, you know, you had Ricardo come on at 45 minutes for Brecky, um in midfield. I thought that was, you know, purely because he got a yellow card. So I thought, I thought it, you know, Ricardo came on for that. Fatou came on 64 minutes for Brighton, the same as Inacho came on 64 minutes. Then you had Justin coming on the 80th minute for Doyle. I like that substitution. It sheared up your defence there. And then one of my favourites, and I think he has definitely got a sign and probably start playing more games, Nielsen came on for Dennis Pratt in the 105th minute of the game. <coughs> I, I, you know, so there, I think that's interesting, interesting facts there. Um, yeah. I mean, another interesting fact was I put the Twitter poll out and 77 people, 77%, so to say, said that Leicester were going to lose. Yeah, it looked that looked that way on paper, didn't it? I mean, you could say that Bournemouth have have made some some changes. I mean, that that uh, several um, seven changes players in there. Yeah, they had Alex Scott and, and Billing who who play regularly. But then again, you look at Leicester; they've made changes. So it's you know, and having Vestergaard there, who's, who's banned for now for two games. I think Cody looked uh, strong. Um, Chowdhury had a had a great game. I think Eunice Atkin was was good, and Albrighton, uh, you know, he's he's his own reliable, usual reliable self, and and Cannon was in there in the centre. Marcel, he he was trying. He I think it was just a bit out of his depth, and Doyle as well. I weren't weren't sure of, but most of them had had a good game. Yeah, I mean, it, it just shows what kind of game Leicester did have, though, because the top six uh, player of the vote, you know when on the BBC they do the player, um, give your vote on your players, the top six, um, so Justin at 7.3 for the game, Cody 7.58, Ricardo 7.84, Chowdhury 8.08, Vestergaard 8.51, and then Fatu got man of the match at 8.57. You know, it just shows that, You've got defender, 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 where the top five of the top six were defenders. It was a midfielder. The wingers, Fatou and Marcel were in the top seven there. So Marcel was the seventh player and Fatou won it. I mean, that for me just shows how it played. And I have to say, in this match, Chowdhury and Vestergaard stood out. They really did stand out. They 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 kind of showed their class in this. And it's a bit of a strange one, but I think the formation helped as well. I think having that four at the back and the three in midfield helped out. And then obviously the three attackers kind of like played into the, the way that they like to play. And I think, I think Chowdhury understood it better and he played really well, even though I saw a lot of, a lot of mistakes from him, but that's, I was probably looking for that. And but again, 
you kept a clean sheet. I can't think so. Well done, Chowder, on that. You proved me wrong, like Dean did. Second time this week. <laughs> Get in. Love you mentioning I know. that. I know. I know. <laughs> but yeah, the, the draws made um, early today. I know this is going out later, but it's made. And uh, Leicester will play the winner of Chelsea v Leeds away, which you is um, in play at the moment. Either way. You are screwed either way. You are screwed. I, I think you know we could we could be looking for payback against against Leeds if they get through, um, but it's it's not going to it's it's going to be very very tough either way. Either way, it is going to be very very tough for you guys, um, and 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 maybe it's maybe it's worth having a bit of a tough um, a tough one. Um, at the moment, it's half time. It's Chelsea 2, Leeds 1. I know, Chelsea 2, Leeds 1. The uh, Jackson and Modric have scored there with Joseph scored. Leeds took the lead in the eighth minute. So, yeah, Casado and Sterling get the assist, yeah. So that's half-time already in the FA Cup. Fifth round there, Chelsea 2, Leeds 1. It's going to be an interesting one, an interesting thing for Leicester to be keeping an eye on that. We'll try and keep an eye on that while we're doing this. And if we do, obviously, we'll we'll say it. But you'll already know the results by yeah, the time this comes out. Anyway, that is that. We're going to move on swiftly, have a quick break. And then when we come back, we will be talking the next two games, which is QPR and Sunderland. And we'll be giving you our predictions. You're listening to the Foxes Blundercast. Morning, Albert. How are you, Roger? I'm fine, I'm fine. What do I owe the pleasure of your company today? Well, I just want to ask if I can borrow a track, please, if that's possible. Why would you want to borrow my track to you got a brand spanking new one over there? Well, it's not so new. It's on its last legs now. Why is it on its last legs? What have you been doing? Well, the other day I filled it up with horse urine. You filled it up with horse urine? Why did you do that for? Well, people have been saying it it needs a bit of horsepower. (laughs) Welcome back to the Foxes Blundercast. Thank you for listening today. Remember, if you're listening to this on one of those great, you know, Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, and you can give us a five-star rating, please give us a five-star rating or even a one-star rating. Just tell us what you think of the show and we'll change it up. We're going to be going all the way and we're going to be back next season. Bigger, stronger and better. Lots is planned. Anyway, right, moving on. We've got two games coming up in the next week before we will be back on air. And the first one is against Queen's Park Rangers, who sit 21st in the table. And they're coming off a win uh, at the weekend. What is your thoughts, Mr. Dean? Well, it makes it tougher that uh, Leeds are playing Huddersfield um, in Huddersfield before that game. Uh, it's a 12.30 kickoff. And if Leeds win that, it just adds a bit more pressure. I'm not sure if Enzo will keep the players away from that score um, or, or give it to him for extra motivation. But it just it's it's a very very tough game, and what what would have been just a, a normal game is a must win game now for Leicester. Um, Again, it's a game that, that Leicester City should win on paper, but it's it's never never played on paper, and strange things can happen in football. Leicester City have just got to be professional and try and try and win the game and put it to bed. 
Yep, no, I fully agree. Um, I know that Queen's Park Rangers are going to be going through a bit of turmoil at the moment. because They've obviously got one of their players who's up on some sort of legal case at the moment. We don't want to talk about that here on the Foxes Blundercast um, due to the fact that we don't know the ins and outs and the ups and downs of it. So whatever you read on the papers or in the papers is what you read. We're not going to talk about it, but they are in some sort of turmoil with that. Um, they did win against Rotherham 2-1, Smith and, or Smythe, sorry, and Willocks. Uh, score there in 61 and 71 that they were behind to a Rotherham United Evans on seven minutes there and they did wait until the 61st minute before they got their goals back um it's going to be a very interesting game uh looking at the lineup they've got Vegovic in goal good goalkeeper there Dunn Cook I think you'll probably see a change in the uh, midfield areas there they play a pretty much same system to our Leicester play four two three one um, so if they play that, you know, that's going to be Frey up front, a bit of a danger. Willick my one man that we're really going to need to watch on this one. Uh, Willick on the, uh, he'll be on the left-hand side there. Can he be held up there by Justin? I think that's who's going to be man-marking him on that one. Um, and I think also you've got to look at S. Cook at the back, a strong defender there, good in the air. I just feel that, it, it, you know, they don't have enough for, for Leicester. Um, so I do feel it is going to be a Leicester City win. Um, but as you said, Leeds play beforehand. If they go out and they do really well against Huddersfield, that will start to creep in. Now, if I was Enzo, I wouldn't let them listen to the, the, the commentary. I wouldn't let them listen to it. I'll just get them in, do some warm-ups, do whatever you can, watch something different. Do not get any messages about this game. You don't need that in your head. You want to be concentrating on this game. Doesn't matter on what the own game. Yeah, concentrate on your game. Concentrate on beating QPR. Because even if Leeds lose, you've still got to beat them. You've still got to go out and win there. Okay, because mm-hmm. the other teams might be winning. It doesn't matter what happens. So just get out there and play. Okay, because that's what it's all about. And I know QPR will be looking at it thinking it's it's a tough game. Leicester City, top of the league. But their confidence is up. They beat Bristol City and then they beat Rotherham. So two wins in two, it, they're, they're going to be like fancying it. I don't think they're going to come out attacking. I think they'll try and park the bus and, and try and go for a draw. Yeah. But um, Leicester has still got to do the job and break that down. Well, the one thing most teams do when they come, whenever Leicester are around, and especially come into the King Power, they will sit behind the ball. They will wait. They'll try and... <clears throat> they'll definitely have six players at the back, one player just hovering on the halfway line. Uh, you know, sorry. Um, um, yeah, hovering on the halfway line. And they'll let us to come forward. You know, you'll see that if they're playing Hayden and Colback, they'll be swinging switch side to side. Will it will drop in, and, and and the other person on the right hand side will drop in, whoever that may be at the uh, on on Saturday. And you'll see that they'll they'll keep this shape and they'll keep moving, and it'll be like, and, and just what every team does, and they'll wait for Leicester. The thing that scares me about Leicester, and, I, and you know, I'm not going to say this in the next one, is that it just takes a couple of decent passes. And I mean, you don't need to be worldies and you don't need to be fantastic, but just some decent passes will open up that back line. Um, and, you know, Vestergaard isn't the fastest. and You know, you've got fades, you can get back. But again, if, if somebody's got a bit of pace, he's going to get past him. And that for me is where, I'm, where I, it scares me. So a couple of decent passes and you're going to be open up. Um, so... What's the score prediction then, Mr. Dean? I'm going to go for 2 ooh, nil Leicester. I'm going for the same. Oh, you can't do that. <laughs> okay. 
Right, that's the first one. Then on Tuesday, so we'll, we'll be recording this again next Wednesday and it will be out on the Friday afterwards. So, again, Leicester will be playing away, travelling all the way up to that wonderful place called Sunderland where they'll be travelling to the Stadium of Light. And then you never know, they may be on the next uh, series of uh, Sunderland Till I Die on the Netflix. And they'll be playing Sunderland. What do we think is going on here then, Mr. Dean? Tough game, isn't it? Um, much tougher <laughs> we than, say that every time, every game, every game. We say. <laughs> yeah. Tough game, this um, Well, well, a lot tougher than than, than QPR. Um, Sunderland still not out of it really yet for the playoffs. Um, so they'll they'll be still trying to fight for there. But I still think Leicester Leicester will win this. They've they've got to because because of the the situation with Leeds and, and Ipswich um, catching them. Who, you know. It's still there, so yeah, I, I think Leicester City will win, though. Um, I, I mean, Sunderland City in tenth, coming off three losses in a row at this precise moment in time. Three losses. I mean, I mean, they they do have Norwich this weekend, which is again a very tough tough game for them. Uh, with Norwich obviously sitting in seventh, you know, if they beat if they beat Norwich. There'll be two points behind Norwich and then only will be five points out of the playoffs, which is what they want. Um, and I think I think that for me is 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 you know, where they want to be or where they should be, you know. Can their new manager get into there? I mean, they're in a bit of turmoil at the moment. Obviously their manager um Beal was caught being in charge of a uh, a fake um Twitter account, which was very funny actually. It was quite quite funny. If you haven't, if you haven't, if you don't know much about it, go on to uh, the internet and talk about Bill and his, his 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 Twitter account. It's quite funny to read. Oh, uh, but yeah. So anyway, they've lost to Birmingham two one, and then they lost to Sheffield Wednesday two one, and before that, they lost to Huddersfield one nil. Uh, so look at the last game with Sunderland and Swansea. O'Neill or O'Neill, who I really like actually. I think O'Neill is probably their best player at the moment. Um, gets a goal on 77, but Swansea did the damage in the 19th and 20th with Martins getting the goals there. Um, I just, I just, I don't know. I think, I think they're going to be up for it. They'll probably definitely be up for it against Norwich. And if they come off a nice win there, this could be interesting. Uh, could be an interesting game. Could be, again, another one. I mean, I do like Patterson in goal. I think he's a great goalkeeper there. O'Neill in defence. You know, he's, he's strong in that middle there. Uh, and then, you know, the, the three up front, you've got Bellingham, not the Bellingham, but Bellingham playing there. I think it's Jude, not Jude, Jade Bellingham, I think it is. Um, he's playing with number seven there. I think those players, are, and Neil in the midfield, those three players are key to the spine of Southampton, uh, Southampton, Sunderland. And I just feel that they could, <coughs> yeah, they could do something. Yeah, it's definitely a dangerous game. Yeah, is it? A, yeah, I think it is a dangerous game. I've got to be honest. I think, I think for me, it's 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 one that I think this could be the slippery fresh, if I'm honest. Yeah, well, they're still after the playoff positions, aren't they? And they still they can still get in there. So, yeah, take it with caution. But again, try and do the job professionally and just just get the win. Yeah, the one good news for, for Leicester, though, is Jack Clark, the best player probably in the championship right now, is out for six weeks with ankle ligament injury. So, um, 
that's a good sign for Leicester. So, I'm going to let you go first on the score on this one, Mr. Dean. What do you think this will be? 2-1 Leicester. Ooh, so it'll be a 1-2. Okay. I'm going to go for a 1-0 Leicester. Ooh. Both winning by one. Yes, both winning by one. Okay. Right, so we're giving our predictions. You can give your predictions. We will be putting out a poll on Twitter, Facebook, and all those Jesse places, which is linked below conveniently in the description. Right, when we come back, we will be doing a what would you do if question next from the wonderful world of football. You're listening to the Foxes Blundercast. Welcome back to this, the final part of the FBC, or as we like to call it, the Foxes Blundercast. And now we've got a bit of an interesting question from the wonderful world of the football. Now, I did say it might be an Enzo question, but it's not. This week, we're going to be asking the question, what would we do if we were Alonso from Bayer Leverkusen? Would we go to Liverpool or would we go to Bayern Munich? So, Dean, what would you do if you were Alonso? So, go to Bayern Munich or or go to Liverpool? Where you are, obviously seen as a great. Now, you're by Leverkusen. You could beat Bayern Munich in the league title. Okay. What would you do? Uh, Go to Liverpool. (laughs) Okay, why? Well, you can't go to Bayern Munich because they're the fierce rivals of Bayern Leverkusen. Yep. And I would say if you beat them in the title race, then surely it's a a downgrade. Um, But you just... He's he's seen as a great at Liverpool, so the fans will will instantly welcome him, and the foundations that Klopp has put in in place is is great. They're they're a great team. They've got some great youngsters coming through. Um, Curtis Jones, for example, Elliot, um, they've they've all come through the ranks at, at Liverpool, and. I think Klopp has just put great foundations there. So I think he'll, he'll do well with what what he'll have there and also he'll bring his own players in. Um, that's if he wants to come back to England. But if, if I was him, I'll, I'll go to Liverpool. Um, you'll be welcomed and just buy some of your own players and, and the found, great foundation is already there as well. Okay, okay. I don't know why I tried to do that as quick as possible. I don't know why. Uh, (laughs) Are you going to ask me the question? Yeah, what would you do if you were Zabi Alonso? Um, I would go to Bayern Munich, dead simple. Um, Yes, you might beat them in the league, but I probably wouldn't come to Liverpool because from what I can gather, Klopp is pretty much... Mr. Everything in Liverpool. So he's not just the manager of the first team. He's also the sporting director. He looks after the youth teams. He has a hand in everything. And I I can see why he wants to go off and have a bit of, you know, downtime. Because what he is doing there is completely utterly nuts. He is mental for doing what he's doing. Um, So I would go to Bayern Munich because I feel there is going to be the same kind of setup as Bayern Leverkusen. You know that league. Um, and you're going to know the Bayern Munich team better than obviously the Liverpool team right now, and there's probably not as much work to do with the Bayern Munich team as there is with Liverpool. Right now, there's a lot of things coming through. Yes, they're going to be obviously trying to win the league with the kids or the Cups with the kids, which is great because, you know, this is something that we all love to see is where, like, the youth teams are getting the opportunity to go out there and play. You know, you look at Liverpool at the moment, they're going to be losing, you know, 
you're going to have to say goodbye to Saha, Saha, Salah, shall I say. Um, I reckon at the end of the season, he'll go off. to. He's not going to be the same as he was before. Virgil's not the same as he was before, and I think he's going to be going. You'll probably look at Trent not being as good as he used to be. You might have to push him into midfield. You've got to change there. And do you really want to follow in the footsteps of somebody as good as Klopp? Do you, do you really want to? Because, again, you are going to be there to fail. I'd go to Bayern Munich, take them to the top, show the people that you are, you know, the reason why Bayer Leverkusen won the league was because of you and that uh, Thomas Tuchel, who's leaving at the end of the season, doesn't need, wasn't a great manager and you're proving to them that you are a great manager. And then once you've got that done and then the manager who's just gone into Liverpool, whoever that is, Tuchel or whoever is going to take over there, let them fail, let them you know, be the um, people who've let, let Liverpool down and then come jumping in at the end and go, look how good I am, and then take Liverpool back to the top. It's all about playing that waiting game. You'll get there, but not right now. You never want to follow in a great manager. You look at how it happened for when Manchester United lost Alex Ferguson. You know, no managers ever lived up to it, and it's taken so long to get there. Okay, and the same thing when when Kenny Dalglish left, Liverpool couldn't find a manager to be exactly the same. And you know, Man City will find the same when Pep goes. And I believe Pep will go if they win the Champions League this year. You know, for me, you never follow a great manager with another great manager. You have to follow with a with an interim manager for a little bit that's going to not do so well, and then see where it goes. I don't know any manager that's come in from a great team and carried on that great team being a great team, apart from, say, a Barcelona or a Real Madrid. But I don't think it'll ever happen at a Liverpool, Man U or, or a Man City. So go to Bayern Munich. Go to Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that bit at the end. That was really good. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I might, With that might... what you said as well, by the way, um, it is reports and, and like we say, we don't like to um, like say this is the truth on the, on the Foxy Blunder can it is reports that um, Salah has signed a, a contract to join a Saudi um, team at the end of the season it's only reports though that's what the newspaper's saying it's not us that's saying that yep. it's just reports but uh, yeah so yeah so they'll be losing an important player if that's true but, but again, he isn't really the most important player anymore. He's good. Don't get me wrong. He is, he's, 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 he's a great player, but he's been there for so long. He's getting older. He isn't getting any younger. It's like Kevin De Bruyne. I, I can't see him being around at Man City for much longer. You know, these are the points when managers will, will start to have to go, well, what are we going to do? And I think Salah's got to go. And because Klopp's going out, and I think Klopp is like, is like Alex Ferguson. Let's be honest, right? They're, they've noticed something. You don't just quit a great team. You just don't quit doing something that is good. You know, I think Klopp's looked at the whole the way football is at the moment. The way Liverpool are, the way the players are gone. There is nothing I can do next season that's going to be as good as I'm doing this season. So therefore, this is my final season because somebody's going to go and do something and I can't, and I'm going to look like a complete and utter fool. And Alex Ferguson knew exactly the same thing. When he left, he knew that Man United couldn't progress any further than he had taken them. There was no way, with the way everything was going, with the way the Glazers were taking things, everything like that was, and I think he's noticed something exactly the same, and that's why he's given up. There's something that we all don't see or all don't, we don't know. And I just feel that's the reason why he's going. So I wouldn't go to Liverpool yet if I was Alonso. I would wait for the fall and then bring them back up. Be a, be the clock. Interesting. 
be the club. If you think about it, why would you give it up? Be why? It is, yeah, good point. But like you said, he's he's, he's doing everything, so maybe he he just needs a rest, like you said. Football's in his blood. He, he give it give it six months, and he'll be he'll be managing another team in Germany. I don't think he'll ever be back ever be back in the UK, but you know he will. <laughs> <coughs> he will be back in in management. Yeah, and, maybe and a again, national team. I, I I don't want him to because I think if he became the German national manager, we would be all fucking screwed. We would, <laughs> we'd be fucking, well, honestly, just be honest. Just think about it, right? They need to be built up. Two years down the line, they'll be well beaters again, and England will still have so fucking game. Yeah. <laughs> also, we'll, Looking also, like or, or we'll probably have Klopp. I mean, which is great for us, but I don't like it. But that's another thing. But anyway. Yeah. So you say go to Liverpool. I say go to Bayern Munich. You guys can have your say. We're going to put something out on our Facebook and our Twitter on Saturday morning, so you can have your say. It doesn't really matter because we're the Foxes, Bundesliga, and we all care about Leicester City Football Club. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to us today. Hopefully, you've had a good time. If you don't agree with anything, maybe you can find us on all those links, nicely, conveniently placed in our description. Right, I'm going to say TTFN, and he's going to say Cheerio. <laughs> <laughs>